This is Shi'ar Jashub, coming from Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing a sermon in my husband's series on Heavenly Authority. Pastor Greg has been teaching about the offices of the Holy Spirit. Before we return to the sermon, I would like to tell you about a special date to mark on your calendars. On September 22nd, Pastor Greg will be at the Milford Barnes & Noble, located at 1375 Boston Post Road in the Milford Crossing Plaza, for a special author event and book fair, where he will be featuring his award-winning book, The Nature and Power of Prayer. So come out and meet Pastor Greg between 12 and 4 p.m. Again, the date is Saturday, September 22nd. We hope we can see you there. Returning to the current message, when we left off, Pastor was discussing the offices listed in Romans chapter 12. Here now is Pastor Greg Scalzo. And then you have a new one down below, the last part of verse 8. He who shows mercy, has compassion, have pity on. This is an office of the Holy Spirit. There are some people that are in the office where they can just show supernatural compassion and mercy on others. And they are to do it how? With cheerfulness. Why? Well, when you're dealing with people in hard situations... It's very difficult to be cheerful all the time. And part of this office is to be able to touch out and bring compassion and cheer to those who need mercy and not be taken down by it, not be drained by it. So do it with cheerfulness. It's a difficult office, and it's an important ministry of having the office of showing mercy. Obviously, every believer is called to show mercy, right? But these are specific offices. People, they they know that God has blessed them. He's given them a measure of faith where they can just go up to others that need to know the mercy of God and have compassion on them and talk to them and bring cheer into their lives, bring the forgiveness of God into their lives. It is an office of the Holy Spirit given by a measure of faith by the grace of God. So we see here that list increases, right? So 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is not a limiting list of the offices of the Holy Spirit. In Philippians chapter 1 and verse, actually verse 1, you read about bishops or overseers and deacons. Uh, And specifically we read the phrase overseers and deacons. So we don't have a limiting list and One that's not mentioned in any of these is the role of the psalmist, but it's very important throughout the Old and New Testament, which is a special, really, type of musical prophet, the gift of being a psalmist. So there are different offices of the Holy Spirit. Uh, When we left off last time in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we read Paul's instruction where he says in verse 31, but earnestly desire the best gifts. I quoted that before. Desire, desire to grow in the spirit and in power. 
And in talking about the best gift that God has for you, he then goes on in the second part of verse 31 to say, and yet I show you a more excellent way. So he has this whole conversation about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, about the offices of the Holy Spirit. He says then, earnestly desire the best gifts. And then he says, I will show you a more excellent way. And what we're going to read about here is the source of any ministry or service and the source of the gifts, the motive of the ministry and the goal of the ministry, where it comes from, how it should be performed, and the aim or the object of the ministry. Because we're told in 1 John 4, 8, that God is love. God is love. Agape. Agape. God's kind of love, his character. This is not necessarily touchy-feely love. You know, in our society, we talk a lot about love. Some of it is eros. And a lot of times, when we mean a higher love, it's a touchy-feely kind of, I feel so close to that person type of love. This is God's love. God is love, and this love we speak about is the characteristic of God. It's a love that would die on the cross for you and still tell you the truth of your condition. It's not a love that says, walk all over me, and I won't say a word. This is rather the shepherd going out looking for the lost sheep. This is laying down, the good shepherd laying down his life for the sheep, but throughout his ministry telling us the truth. And when we get saved, he tells us the truth. He desires us to come to repentance. Sometimes the touchy-feely love of American society is, you know, we love each other and we don't say the truth because if we say the truth, we might offend and then we won't feel so lovey-dovey, right? But that's not God's agape love. God's love is to want the best for the person, to want each individual in the right place, saved, mature, filled with God's Spirit, forgiven, made whole, a member of the kingdom of God. And Jesus loves us so much that he died for that. And that is the source, God is love. That is the motivation of any ministry, any true ministry, and that should be the goal. And if that is throughout a ministry, and every Christian has some service unto God, then these gifts will be used properly. Look very quickly at what Paul says in chapter 13. The love that flows from the sacrifice of Jesus. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. This spirit of agape, this is the spirit that fills the body we've been speaking about and makes it alive, makes it 
a living body, not a dead body. And you see the gifts spoken about here, tongues, prophecy, faith. We read about them up in chapter 12, verses 8 to 10. And here now, he mentions giving also, right? But it's not just the action of giving. He mentions being a martyr. But it's not just the action of being a martyr, which all sounds like part of love and is. They are acts of love. But you can do the action on the surface and not have the truth underneath. It's not just what's outside. It's what's inside. Why are you doing it? We were having a discussion yesterday about some in offshoots of Christianity who are very frustrated and depressed. And they, they pray all morning and all night. They may take vows of poverty and give all their money to the poor. Uh, they may feel like they've given their whole lives in service, and yet they're depressed, and ultimately they turn away from God because they feel hopeless. But love is what needs to be inside. The love of God, the love of Jesus Christ, the fellowship of Jesus, gives meaning to those actions. Otherwise, it's just an action of the flesh because the motive is all wrong. The actions alone don't prove the motivation. The reality is the spirit of Jesus Christ inside our hearts and the love he brings, then these things flow from that. How many times have people done terrible things in their lives and they feel that at the very end of their lives, if they sell their money and give it to a church, have a big plaque put up with their name on it, the accounts are all even now, right? I've shown my love and deep down they're just as wicked as they were before. The heart needs to be filled with God's love. It's what's inside. And then he gives a beautiful description um, in verse 4. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up. Right? Does not, it's not arrogant. It's not what we just read about, the caution that Paul gave in Romans chapter 12. Right? about thinking more of ourselves, of becoming prideful, which is happening at the church in Corinth. Because they have these gifts, they're becoming puffed up. Verse 5, does not behave rudely, unseemly. That word means is not indecent. Does not seek its own, is not self-seeking. Is not provoked, is not easily angered. Thinks no evil doesn't think evil, and the word really means to take an inventory, to take an estimate, so it keeps no account of evil. Once we repent and we come to God and we ask his forgiveness, he saves us, he forgives us, and he doesn't keep an account of it. The old, but in, in the Old Testament and the New Testament, in both the Old and New Testament, he does give an account. Many times he'll list their sins over and over again. Why? I thought love doesn't keep an account of evil. Well, he's trying to get them to the point of repentance because if he doesn't tell them the truth, he doesn't do them any good. But once the person, their eyes are open and they repent, it's washed away. Love thinks no evil. Love thinks no evil, keeps no account of evil. Six, does not rejoice in iniquity, in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. Verse 7, bears all things, believes all things, hopes 
all things. Hope is part of love. Endures all things. You can't endure unless you hope. Love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. They'll stop. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly. It's a little foggy, the mirror. But then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. And now abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. You can meet Pastor Greg Scalzo on Saturday, September 22nd at the Milford, Connecticut, Barnes & Noble on Boston Post Road. Pastor will be at this special author event featuring the nature and power of prayer between 12 and 4 p.m. So come in and say hi. Pastor will sign a special book plate for anyone purchasing the book. And we would love to meet listeners of our Shi'ar Jashub broadcast. That's the Milford, Connecticut, Barnes & Noble between 12 and 4 p.m. on September 22nd. For more information, go to shiarjashub.org or pastorgregscalzo.com. Please join us next time for Shiar Jashub.